0: Welcome to Rare Experts, a candid interview show where the only thing that's real is the comedic tension. And now, your host, Nina McElby. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rare Experts on this beautiful afternoon where I am thrilled to announce that we have finally, after 12 episodes, cut ties with the scourge of the podcast industry, our former producer, no longer employed by this podcast, Bevan. Bevan, it was great to have you is something that I've never said and will not say now. So instead, I'm going to go ahead and jump right into a guest that I'm very excited to have calling in today, a guest who is one of our first medical professionals that we've actually had on the show, um, and first science-based experts as well. And I am, of course, referring to Crackster S. Gimordadori, and he is an expert on cellular transmitted diseases, I believe, Crackster. How's it going?
1: Oh, hello, peanut. that is correct.
0: Great. Well, Crackster, thanks so much for calling in. Um, I'm sure you're very busy in these in these trying times. So I guess what I'd like to start with is, uh, could you tell us a little bit about the work you're doing and um, put it in
1: layman's terms, I guess? Yes, Peanut. I am here in my laboratory, I'm currently working on research to discover um, many strains of cellular transmitted diseases, or CTDs, as we say. Um, These are new things we are discovering um, that can be transmitted via text message and cellular calls. Oh, okay. So
0: so when you say cellular transmitted, you're not talking about um, a cell within, you know, a a molecule or within the body. You're talking about, uh, if I understand correctly, a a, a cell
1: phone. Yes, yes, a little column A, a little column B. It is wordplay.
0: Word? Okay, (laughs) interesting. I guess I don't quite see what you mean, but I'm sure I will once you've explained it to me a little better. Uh, Crackster, tell me a little bit about how you um, find yourself in this field. It must be a very new field. It must be very cutting edge.
1: Yes, um, I have been in this field since I am 12 years old. And um, I had a dear friend of mine who was receiving text messages who got very ill. And uh, that is what got me to look into this as a field. And here I am two years later. Doing
0: what I love. You, uh, you said two years later, so you're a uh, crackster. I understand that you are only 14 years old.
1: Yes, that is correct.
0: Wow, that's very impressive for you to be an expert in such a, a complex scientific field. Um, crackster, do you have uh, a degree from a college or a university, or what kind of accreditation do
1: you have? I, uh, I do not have any sort of formal accreditation. I have been doing it in my basement laboratory.
0: Oh, that's right. You did mention that, uh, Crackster. and that's you know, that's one of the great things about living in twenty twenty is that we have access to so much information and so much technology right at our fingertips that we can really take it upon ourselves to um, become self taught uh, medical professionals and scientists, um, or so I am to understand. So you you are you're a fourteen year old scientist, Crackster, and you have been working on this for a couple years now. Um, first of all, I'm very sorry to hear about your loss. Uh, the loss of your friend, but what is it that you have achieved in these two years, or what is it that you've learned about this new form of disease transmission?
1: Yes, um, first of all, no, I just want to say my friend torso, um, is, is fine now, um, we have oh, cured him, um, it turns out his girlfriend just broke up with him, which made him upset, and, uh, there was no sickness involved in the text, um, but oh, you know okay. how they say, um, now I'm here doing this, and, uh, You know, one thing led to another, and uh, I can still do good for the world. What was uh, your other question?
0: Uh, Well, you know, I I don't quite remember, and I'm actually really intrigued now by the path that we're going down, Crackster. So your friend um, received a text message from his, I guess, now former girlfriend, uh, in which she broke up with him, and he then felt very sad. Did he seem like he was sick? Were there symptoms that he was experiencing?
1: Yes, um, he was exhibiting four or five unique symptoms, and uh, I was tracking them and thought that they were of a new type of sickness. Um, one of my CPBs, you know, and uh, sure. yeah, no, it turns out he's just upset. Gotcha.
0: Well, um, and I guess in a sense, I'm I'm very happy to hear that. Um, never a fun experience to go through, but you know, better than dying from a a cellular transmitted disease, I suppose. So then. If that did not turn out to be a CTD, have you come across other cases that have actually been confirmed to be CTDs? And if so, can you tell us about them?
1: Yes, um, so far we have no confirmed cases. Uh this is relatively new science. But here, you know, um, I think you know, many people know that feces is one of the major transmitters of uh disease among humankind. Sure. And um uh, I was tracking some information, and one of the interesting things I found is that with the emergence of the poop emoji, um, there was increase mm-hmm. in sickness, and you could track certain types of symptoms um, far, far across the globe um, with no sort of uh, rhyme or reason, if you will.
0: Okay, I see. So we, what you what you're telling me is that you have you've noticed a correlation between the increased use of the poop emoji and the spread of these otherwise unexplainable diseases.
1: Yes, that is correct.
0: Well, you know, as a non-scientist, I have to say that really checks out. I think um, I can't see a single hole in that argument. Um, I guess going down that line of questioning, I know that originally the poop emoji was meant to be chocolate ice cream. And over the years, it slowly kind of devolved to become the poop emoji to the point where it's now labeled as the poop emoji. Have you noticed over the last couple of years of your studies, a correlation with a rise in CTDs, as that definition of the emoji changed?
1: Oh, yes, um, absolutely. And that is exactly correct. Uh, you, you can see a clear rise in cases that has become defined as the poop emoji, as you say, um, sky, skyrocket cases.
0: So it's really, it's, it's something that we want to warn people to be wary of uh, when sending that emoji, whether it's... Um, you know, sarcastic or funny or just mean-spirited, um, you need to know.
1: Yes, we, um, we at the uh, CTB Research headquarters in my basement, um, we recommend wearing gloves when sending that emoji.
0: Okay, and now, so when, when you're sending the emoji, you can, you can be careful with gloves. What can you do when you
1: are receiving the emoji? Um, okay, that's very straightforward. Whenever you open your phone to receive a textual message, sure. Um, make sure A, to wash your hands before and after. Of course. B, to avert your eyes. They are very susceptible to diseases, and you may oh. uh, take it in through the eyes if your eyes are too close to your screen, as many youths are today when they are texting in bed. Sure. Um, number three, wear gloves. Um, number four, Text with more mature people who do not use the poop emoji. Gotcha. So that's a,
0: that's a really solid checklist there. I guess my, my only question is you mentioned um, in step one, I believe, that you are meant to wash your hands both before and after. And then step three, shortly after, it was to always wear gloves. So I do you mean to tell me that you should be washing your hands with the gloves or before the gloves or both?
1: Elaborate, please. Um but I think I think these days only do so good of a job of keeping out the germs. Um and so you can never be too safe. You have to make sure though, of course, to get the gloves that you can use the touch feature of your phone through.
0: Oh, of course, that makes sense. Um well that's great advice. Um and I'm sure we can put something in the show notes with the the Krexter Estramotadori four-step method for avoiding CTDs. You know, Craigster, I think my next question is as far as the science behind this goes and as far as your goals, I I assume the goal is not only to spread awareness, but to develop a cure.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Okay, so then Um, I have, go ahead. So then, well, I guess my follow-up to that question is in, in researching a cure, typically, I believe, as someone who knows little to nothing about science other than what I've learned on my podcast, which I think I mentioned earlier, is nothing as far as science goes. I, th- I think the way that you would handle something like a new disease is to contain the disease in small vials and tubes and test encasings and, and use those as a testing pool to try to develop a a vaccine or a cure of some kind is that
1: similar to what you're doing Yes yes exactly um I have over 47 vials in my bedroom I <clears throat> my laboratory um right. that I am currently testing um you know, to see if they are spreadable. Uh, we have tests with isolated uh, things where we send, we try to put them on one end of the phone and we put organisms on the other to see if they spread. Sure. Um, and then we also, like you said, we um, hope to someday use them to make a vaccine. That's very admirable. So how, uh, how have you acquired so many samples of the disease or diseases? Um, as a 14-year-old, I have uh, many immature friends and uh, mm-hmm. they send many text messages. And so I follow the, uh, the first three steps of the procedure sure. uh, that I lined out earlier. And uh, in order to capture some of these two, um, I put them out and I take samples and I uh, see what I can get back.
0: That makes a lot of sense. That's, that's some good science. Could you, could you tell us... Uh, or just, I guess, read us an example of one of these immature messages that you receive.
1: Oh, yes, um, no problem, Peanut. One, oh, one second. Um, yes, yes, come in. Crackster, it's your sister, Fifi. It's my turn to use the computer. Oh, no, Fifi, not now. I am on the rare exports with Peanut. Come back another time. I still have 45 minutes. Sorry about that, oh, Peanut. Th-
0: no, that's no problem. Do you need to? Do you need to get going, or are you? Do you have time? No,
1: no. I we are. I still have thirty five minutes. Oh, okay, we have time. Gotcha. Um. Anyways, what was your question?
0: Uh, well, I was just wondering if you could give us a sample um, of the immature text messages that you receive.
1: Yes. Um. So I will do uh, a fr- uh, one from my friend Choisel, the one I talked about earlier, who uh, is sort of you know the origin of all of this. And he had another girlfriend and uh, she broke up with him as well. And of course, this time we know what symptoms to look for. Um, But uh, he was texting me and he was wanting to go to the movies to distract himself. And he was like, are are you free? Are you free, Craig Store, to go to the movies with me? And I was like, no, I'm sorry. I'm working on my science. And he was like, Oh, your science, and then he sent the poop emoji. You know, your science poop. You know, and he was like, "Big whoop." Wow. Okay. Well, that really, uh,
0: that really clears things up. So it's really, it's really something you always have to be wary of every time you're receiving any text from. Sorry, what was your friend's name?
1: Joyzel. Uh,
0: sure. Okay. Uh, anytime he's communicating with you, you pretty much need to be on guard. Um, oh, yes. He loves and yes. 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 Sure. Um, well, Crackster, uh, I was wondering, you mentioned all the samples that you had. Would it be possible um, for you to tell us a little more about them or for us to, um, to see one? See one of the samples? Sure, yeah. I mean, this is, uh, we're recording this over the phone, so you'd have to send a picture or something. Oh,
1: not, not, not again. Hang on one moment. Quickster! I told mom! She said you have to let me on the computer! Oh no no, Fifi, no! Fifi! Fifi! No, don't pick that up! What's that you're holding? No, don't do that! No! What is this? I'm gonna throw it if you don't give me the computer! No, Fifi, you do not know what you are messing with! This is not this is not something to be messing around with. Oh no! Oh no, what? Oh no! Not you must get out. One of these samples is no. One of these samples is loose. You must save yourself. Get out of the laboratory. Uh, what? Uh, is everything okay?
0: Oh, what uh, are you? Is everything all right?
1: <laughs> <coughs>
0: Sorry. Um, it looks like something's happened to our friend Crackster. <coughs> So I'm going to have to sign up for this episode, but thanks so much for tuning in to this bevin free episode of <clears throat> Rare Experts, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Rare Experts. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.
1: Oh, Dexter, it's your sister, Phoebe. <laughs> it's going to be really weird to find out how that voice comes out.
0: You'll still only have one recording for all of your voices, so try not to talk over yourself.
1: Daxter, it's me, your sister. It's my turn to use the computer. Oh, Fifi. No, not right now. I am on the rare experts. i quiet long enough. <laughs> At least there was room to cut. <laughs> uh. Okay, sorry, we can pick it up. <laughs>